You are listening to God the MBA Marketing Beyond Ambition Podcast, Episode 019. Welcome to the Godly MBA Marketing Beyond Ambition. This is the only podcast that will share and teach actionable and biblical marketing strategies to empower you, the value-based business owners and Christian entrepreneurs. Learn to communicate your message effectively in this noisy world so you can finally earn more, serve more, and give more. Now, here is your host, Kelly Botter. Hello, Kelly Butler here. Welcome to Godly MBA Podcast. Today's episode is the part two of how to create successful live events. If you haven't listened to last week's episode, where Isabella Russell shared the ins and outs of running a successful live event, plus her own journey, you need to go to kellybother.com forward slash 018. Our guest today is Mike Russell, the co-founder of the New Media Europe Conference. I would say Mike and Isabella, they are the pioneers who have the vision to see European market to grow and thrive in this area. And they are courageous enough to take actions and be the trailblazers. New Media Europe is a unique event that is aimed at podcasters, bloggers, social media visionaries, content creators, entrepreneurs who are looking to up their game through the effective use of new media tools. They are running also a very successful audio branding company called Music Radio Creative. If you are listening to this podcast, actually the intros and outro are the production from the company. They get to work with over 300 customers every single month and touch over 197 countries annually with the audio they create. Today, we are going to talk about how they managed to build such a tight and loyal community both online and offline tools, methods to grow your communities and events, and the personal side of impact as a husband and father in this journey. Now, let's chat with Mike. Mike, it's so happy you are here with us today. Well, Kelly, it's a great honor to be on here. And after already hearing about the fantastic guests that have been on your show, I, I just feel completely humbled and honored. So thank you. <laughs> oh, honor is all mine. My goodness. It's because of your event, actually, and kind of keep me in the right way for the podcast. Really. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you do tend to catch the podcasting bug after being uh, an attendee at New Media Europe. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of terrible, but hey, uh, you know, so Mike, would you mind, you know, sharing with us that where you're from 
and how on the earth that you became this founder of New Media Europe. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Kelly. So I am from a little island called the Isle of Wight in the UK. It's just 26 miles by about 14 miles long. Beautiful beaches, beautiful forests, a uh, great place to do online business. And uh, I guess I kind of started my career in radio. People often say they can hear the voice and that kind of never seems to leave me. And um, I, I got out of radio after a while, but I still do work in radio because one of my companies produces jingles uh, for radio stations, DJs and podcasters. But then we started to get into the live event space, Isabella and I. Isabella, who you may have heard on a previous show of yours, Kelly. Uh, Isabella is my partner. She's my wife. She's my business partner. She's a great mummy. And uh, we just started working together. And particularly, we wanted to gather together groups of like-minded people. So it started out with podcasters in the UK, and it's now turned into what is New Media Europe, gathering like minds on this continent. Loads going on in North America. So we thought, why not have something here uh, in the European continent? <laughs> Very short nutshell story there for you. <laughs> yeah, okay. But you guys are brave, right? <laughs> uh, you know, you just kind of, you know, go all the way in because live events is not easy, isn't it? Well, that's absolutely true. And we only really discovered that when we started doing them. <laughs> but uh, I don't know if um, you've read this book or listened to this book, Kelly, uh, called The 10X Effect. And I've just started to listen to that audio book now. And the premise from the first chapter is that whatever you think you should be doing, you should do it 10 times what you're thinking. So I think if you have that mentality about events, uh, you're probably about there. Ah, okay. <laughs> so, Mike, can you share with us that what do you see some common mistakes when it comes to marketing the live event? When marketing a live event, because we're in that world, you and I, Kelly, we're in the new media world, we do podcasts, we do blogs, we do our social media correctly, we tend to see everyone doing that correctly. Um, but that doesn't mean to say that everyone who's marketing an event has that knowledge. So I still see beautiful, wonderful events that don't get any marketing. For instance, people come up with great ideas all the time. I bet there is probably someone listening to the show right now thinking, do you know what? I know a community of, of like-minded people I would love to get together. And the first thing is actually taking the action. But then after that, you've got to market it. And just to give you an example, here on the Isle of Wight, just about a week ago, there was a vegan festival, but they only promoted it for about two or three weeks in advance. It was the idea of this one lady, beautiful idea, first year, but just no marketing. It was like a managed to get a little line in a newspaper. That's how I found out about it. But it's like you should have social media everywhere, Facebook, constant promotion. And don't just think because you've put the message out there once that everybody has seen it. I know there's, there's a difference of opinion on whether you should keep repeating the same message. Mix it up, but do keep putting that message out there because there will be people who would want to know about your event but just don't know yet. Yeah, because I remember you do that 100 days countdown. Yes. <laughs> and you survive. Right it nearly killed me, Kelly. <laughs> it nearly killed me. I need a day off. I, I really do. So, um, yeah, 100-day uh, countdown. That was a, a stunt I did on Snapchat. And every day I was trying to do a new media tip or a, a promotional tactic to promote new media Europe. And just generally to give away some some ideas uh, to anybody who wanted to follow along and, and, and watch with me. Um, so, yeah, it was good fun, though. It was definitely good fun. And uh, I, I did get some comments that uh, people notice that. So I guess if you want to do something out of the ordinary, that's the way to get noticed, isn't it? 
Are you gonna do again for 2017? Oh, we'll see. <laughs> I'll, I'll have to think of something even crazier. And uh, unfortunately, I, I do tend to be the kind of person that puts my hand up for something before I realize what it is. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. Watch this space. <laughs> well, if you guys did not know, Mike also did like 36 hours nonstop podcasting, right? Yes. <laughs> 36 hours of nonstop podcasting before, and it's been smashed a few times now, I did the 126-hour nonstop radio show. Uh, that was back in 2007 when I was working in radio. Uh, so that's about five and a half days without sleep. Uh, so... <laughs> Yeah, okay, I, kids I, don't do this at home. Okay? No, <laughs> I do tend to do crazy things. I've definitely shortened my life by a few years, but um, it's worth it. Uh, if you're if you're publicizing a good cause or, as I was back then, raising some money for charity, then just go for it. Just to get attention and eyeballs on things, you've got to think outside the box. You've got to, you've got to look at what everyone else is doing and not do that. Because um, you probably heard the phrase, Kelly, that everything popular is not good. The most popular restaurant in America is McDonald's. McDonald's. The most popular drink is Coca-Cola. I'll say no more. Okay. We got some enemies set up this episode. I did not plan for that. Sorry to the McDonald's Corporation and Coca-Cola. <laughs> now fine. I cannot get them sponsor my show. All right. Uh, thank you, Mike. And Mike, okay, kidding aside, can you share with us some tools or tips when you come to promoting the uh, live events, maybe both offline and online? Yeah, absolutely. So um, a great event that uh, we use with our team a lot is Basecamp. That's just fantastic for communicating with people, putting people into teams. Isabella does this very well. She might have mentioned that she manages most of the people and the teams around our event. She's very good at that. Uh, so Basecamp is a great place for everyone to gather and have chats and share ideas. And it's fantastic because if you are running an event, you will no doubt have a, a team, mostly I would say compromising of, of volunteers who just believe in the event and, and what's happening here the bigger picture who will help and get them all into base camp or I mean people use other th things like Asana and stuff just to get people chatting because you will find that your team will just overflow with ideas to help you out uh, so that's the first thing I like to use I like social media tools like um, Buffer is still a huge one for me and anything that can can help me learn also I, I quite like to from a personal perspective have Feedly set up with uh, positive news so I, I tend not to listen to or watch the news as it would come to you from the media. I tend to have an RSS feed of positive things that are going on in the world and also stuff I'm interested in like technology, new developments, latest social network because that's what I love the most. So um, all of those tools. Now that's online. For offline that is a really good question. I think the thing that this year and last year in particular we found to be the most effective was simply organizing small breakout events. So if you're doing one big event, which for us is New Media Europe, it's podcasters, bloggers, vloggers, anyone who is really an online entrepreneur looking to use all the media tools that are, are available to us in this day. Go out and find a, a niche that you're passionate about in your bigger overall event and do little meetups maybe in um, London or, you know, I, what we'd love to do is uh, hopefully New Media Europe will start to, to grow a little bit. We'd love to go and do little breakout events or maybe even have other people who believe in it. Running breakout events in different uh, corners of Europe would be amazing. I mean, to use the vegan idea, you could say, well, I have this one big uh, vegan festival at one point in the year, but I also like to have meetups where we, we cook vegan burgers or something, you know, something like that. I don't know. <laughs> but that, that kind of gets people together and try and make those events as free 
free and as accessible as possible because then people can come along, they can try it out, uh, and if they like it, then the likelihood is that they will then come to your big event, which is probably a, a high-ticket event. Yeah, so kind of just you know, build up the community. Exactly, yes. And I mean, uh, I, could, I, could, I could focus, Kelly, on this point for ages for our podcast. And another one, a really good one, it's called Audience with an S.co. Audience.co used to be called Social Bro. And in there, you can very quickly search the whole of Twitter uh, by keyword in the bio. Uh, so that's helped us tremendously in the past for finding podcasters in geographic locations like UK, Europe, stuff like that. So that's another good one. Mm. Since we're on this topic, uh, I would really like to ask a question about what is your thought on how you uh, build up this Thai community? Because I feel, you know, New Media Europe, where we see each other, we hug, you know, we, yeah. don't, we don't just shake hands, we hug. <laughs> uh, we say, you know, it's like a back to family reunion, that kind yes. of feeling, right? Yes. How did you achieve that? Wow. Um, I guess it, it comes from you. I guess what you do in life, hopefully, is an extension of what you believe in and, and how you'd like to be treated. So I guess that's Isabella and I. That's our philosophy. We, uh, you know, we enjoy our work. We, we don't take life too seriously. So it's not a, a serious business conference or anything like that. Or it's, it, again, it's not a serious tech conference. It just mixes business, technology, and something else that I don't think can quite be defined. And I think that's the, the hugging and the just loving people and respecting people so yeah I guess I guess it was kind of yeah setting the example setting the culture so as you know in a company if you want people to uh, or your employees or the people that you work with to do the right thing in your company you need to lead by example so if you want uh, every customer in your business to be treated uh, like they're a VIP then you need to also treat every order or every customer that comes in like a VIP yourself and just lead by example, I guess, is the best way. Yeah, and then as a attendant uh, perspective, I think I probably safe to say I can speak on behalf of the other attendants. We just feel like you guys are so, so real, so, so authentic, professional, but real. You know, sometimes people kind of kind of blur the line of, oh, so we just be real, so we're not professional. No, that's not what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's the, the event is well done, but uh, you guys, you know, there are moments of, I think I remember either the microphone did not work, or, uh, you know, Isabella just in the very last, I think the very last section, it's everything said and done, and then she just said, listen, I don't want to wear these high heels anymore. <laughs> so... <laughs> So she just went up with her barefoot. And and I think that's beautiful, right? And that's why that I think, I don't know you have the numbers now, but I think I see so many same faces the second year. It's true. That's very true. Yeah. And uh, I mean, that's that's fantastic. And uh, I mean, that's one of the biggest things is just building the community and hoping that people will come back the next time and next year 2017 is looking to be a particularly interesting year because we've done the event two times or three times if you count the podcasting conference initially in the UK and I think 2017 will be the year to move outside of the UK so and do you want to say where yet (laughs) (laughs) we're getting very close to Eastern Europe I believe uh, possibly Poland Um, but uh, yeah we're we're hoping we uh, know that there is a good 
Polish community there. I really hope that a lot of the community will see the benefit in in traveling somewhere. And if we can work out flights and make it easy, then I think that would be hopefully highly possible for attendees. But also the next challenge, I guess, will be marketing to people from whatever country it might be. So if it's Poland, uh, we do have an advantage because Isabella is a Polish speaker. So <laughs> it might be a good place to start. <laughs> okay. I need to get my Duolingo coming up for the next language, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mike, you know, uh, last time when we talked to Isabella and uh, we can just feel that her passion, but at the same time, we also feel that, you know, she surely you know, went through the roller coasters, you know, in this journey. Uh, So may I ask a a little bit personal question of in this process, right? The live events, and this is, this is really a heavy duty stuff. What impact you most as a father and as a husband? I think um, a huge impact certainly this year was that, um, we found this year particularly tough. <laughs> 2014 was kind of the start of everything. 2015 was, you know, the start of then New Media Europe. And it all felt like everything was snowballing and, and you know, it couldn't fail and everything like that. You know, that feeling of euphoria you sometimes get when you see that upward trend. 2016 was really difficult. I will not lie. It was really, really difficult. And I think it affected us all greatly, Um, particularly, like you say, as as a father and a husband. um, uh, As a husband, I felt I was spending a lot of time uh, in this booth now where I am with my microphone doing Snapchat stories and all of that kind of stuff. And uh, so as a result of that journey this year, I hope we've done enough to kind of put the word out there and make a great event this year. Certainly after that event, as you know, we we did go away for a few weeks on a a family holiday where we just switched off technology completely. And I still think I'm kind of warming back into things. You know, there's a few conversations here and there and, you know, a few chats. But really right now, I just feel that I still need to be focused on on family after the energy that I have expended uh, this year on New Media Europe. (laughs) Mm, Yeah. It's, uh, you know, for for you listening now, you know, the whole mission of this podcast is really, I want you guys to hear the real thing. You know, sometimes when we see the experts and influence out there, we all see their glorious achievement outwardly. But I hopefully, you know, I want to bring the behind the scene uh, story to you. So just so you know that, well, the struggle is real. Everybody, we all gone through a bumpy road, you know. But it's because of that that you can, you know, achieve the success that that you desire. This is a part of part of the ingredients, a part of the journey, really. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. Mike. So, any fun story though, or any embarrassed moment, if you're willing, uh, oh. in, the, in this process. <laughs> plenty, plenty. My goodness. Well. Definitely. uh, One of them would be 2015 when um, we did the UK Podcaster Awards. And uh, I was the guy who was technically responsible for everything that was supposed to go together there from the the visuals to the audio to the presentation. And it was all supposed to flow. And um, everything was created in Apple Keynote. So that was, uh, I hoped, a good bit of software that would be great. And I created this fantastic presentation for the awards uh, in 2015. It was all ready. I 
tested it three or four times on different computers. I synced it to Dropbox. I re-downloaded it. I tested it that day. And we got in. The lights dimmed. It went all blue in the room. The lights came on on the stage. Our MC, Peter Billingham, went up there and said, well, good evening, everybody. We got in. The first thing went out. It was beautiful. Everything looked so great. And after that, nothing else would play. <laughs> and it just went dead. <laughs> and the crowd were there like, <laughs> and then suddenly there was this mic very chilled out in the back of the audience running to the front going to the computer and suddenly we, we had a wonderful technician there who actually saved the day because um, we did have the files somewhere else in the computer it was supposed to just run seamlessly off Keynote um, but I did because I like belt and braces I did have the raw video and audio files stored somewhere else and he helped me to get it all so that it would still flow not quite as smoothly just you probably wouldn't have noticed but uh, yeah that for me was like uh, a real heart-wrenching moment and uh, and embarrassing because I guess I was embarrassed um, but also I felt really upset I felt like I, I'd let everyone in the room down because I I spent a lot of time trying to make it so smooth and so swish and so great and I felt like that magic had been lost you know like that that almost Disney magic. You never expect anything to go wrong when it's a Disney show. And I was like, ah. So yeah, I felt really embarrassed about that. But um, it still went ahead. The best piece of advice is just always have backups, backups of everything that you're going to do on stage. Uh, and don't, particularly in a live environment, don't assume that things are going to be there. I mean, I can give you, may I give you another one? Sure, sure. <laughs> At uh, the old New Media Expo, um, when we were talking there uh, we were supposed to have the presentations loaded on, and uh, that was what we understood, but maybe we didn't quite understand correctly. And so we got there, and it wasn't there. And we didn't even bring a key fob or a USB with the presentation on. So there I was on a one megabit per second uh, dial-up almost connection trying to download a 50 megabyte presentation <laughs> at the start. I was like, this isn't going to work. Let's just do it. So <laughs> yeah, be prepared, be prepared, be prepared. Backups. Lots of different file formats, WAV, MP3, MP4, and a keynote, and PowerPoint as well, and you should be all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or just use your own computer. In, in fact, that's one thing that, that I think we might learn as a takeaway, and I, 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 every event, I guess, does it differently, what we're considering doing possibly next year, because things do go wrong in, in presentations all the time, mm -hmm. and usually it's because something technically is not quite right. So it may be the possibility, we haven't decided this yet, um, that we just ask uh, presenters to use their own technology for their own presentations so they can have everything as they want. Because uh, that, again, is one of the hardest things to organize as a, an event organizer, getting everything looking the same and we've always insisted you know you can have it in any format but it has to go into apple keynote so what we might do next year is just say look you bring your technology your presentation plug it into the hdmi port and off you go go and do your presentation so we'll see how technically we can make that work but yes afterwards we can interview again and you let us know yes definitely <laughs> whether that works well or not oh well, it's just, I think live events, it's just so many uh, moving parts, yeah. right? You just don't know. And sometimes yeah. it's like, can be something happening in the food yes. is that you that prepare. How was the gala dinner this year? That was fantastic uh, attendance. Thank you. Yeah, really enjoyed it. I think that went really well. Isabella's really good with that. So uh, as you may have picked up, 
Isabella uh, works with a hotel. She works with everyone to make it all come together. And I'm the kind of technology guy and, you know, just making sure. So if anything technically goes wrong, if a presentation fails, something switches off, that's my fault. I've got to run around after that. Make sure presenters are in their place. But apart from that, yeah, I mean, Isabella did a fantastic job on just finding that, even that venue, which I thought was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't sure what central London was going to be like and certainly picking the most, I would say, well, apart from maybe some cities in Switzerland, the most expensive city in Europe. (laughs) Some of the cities in Switzerland Switzerland are quite quite expensive, aren't they? So it was well, uh, yeah. It's, I mean, Zoo is expensive. So, yes. but then, hey, the moment I check into hotel, I saw the Swiss coffee machine. Uh, I am home. Nice. <laughs> I'm home. I right away took a photo and share with my family. They say, okay, we think that you are very happy in that hotel room. I say, yes, I am. <laughs> And, you know, then and join Mila, even scoosh in that room to yes. do the interviews. So, Amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the room has to be nice. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, Mike, so what I'm sure you have many godly MBA moments, actually, because I know that you impact a lot of lives, whether you recognize or not. But wow. can you share with us that maybe one of the moments that you, you do realize that your business uh, career and what you do is way beyond just a business? Definitely. Well, sometimes I do still turn around to myself and I say, why are you doing this, Mike? Why? Why, 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 why? And I ask myself those why questions. Um, one of the, the, the biggest reasons I can certainly feel, apart from, like you say, the, the vibe and the fact that it's a conference like you've never been to before with the, the hugging and the real hands-on kind of thing, I noticed it was beyond a business when connections were being made that can never be undone and would possibly have never been made otherwise. So what I really enjoy is is connecting people uh, who have similar interests and uh, and just watching that take off. So when people say, you know, I would never have started this or met this person or become friends with this person if it wasn't for having had the opportunity to gather together in this location at this time. So I'm all up for that kind of stuff about people connecting yeah that's that's really awesome but thank you so much mike today and for you know give us all these wonderful uh, insights and experience i mean they are golden you know because a lot of people just like you say have a wonderful ideas for live events but i think it's very uh, valuable for all of us to hear what goes behind the scene and you know, what we need to pay attention to. Yes, and just don't worry because sometimes things do go wrong, but uh, you can always recover. So (laughs) thank you, Kelly. Thank you for the opportunity to come on your show and uh, thank you for attending New Media Europe and being such an enthusiastic fan and even bringing people along this year. So, uh, I mean, I'm I'm (laughs) honoured. Thank you, Mike. Thank you. I trust you have enjoyed this episode as much as I did. For all the information we mentioned during the show, please visit kellybother.com forward slash 019. Thank you so much for listening to the show. We know you have given us your most valuable treasure, your time. And we don't take it lightly, we truly appreciate it. Did you enjoy the show? If yes, would you please, please share, subscribe, and give us your honest reviews on iTunes. 
so my team and I can continuously produce valuable content for you. Don't forget all the goodies we mentioned during the show and my free gift to you is at kellybother.com. Remember, you matter. See you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Godly MBA podcast. For more actionable marketing tips and strategies and today's show notes, visit www.kellybotter.com.